Welcome to the Destiny Youth Podcast. Destiny Youth is the youth ministry of Destiny Church based in Glasgow. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Matt, and I'm here with my good friend, Lauren. Say hello, Lauren. Hello. So Lauren serves in Destiny Youth, uh, and then she's going to be heading up our Destiny Youth Discipleship course that is going to be launching later on in the new year of 2024. Um, Lauren, what is your favorite part about serving in youth ministry? It's definitely the games. I absolutely am so competitive and I love all of the crab soccer, the beating each other with full noodles and just being really competitive. I'm kind of sad I can't play the games currently because I miss them, but yeah, for sure, the games. Yes, and the reason that she can't play them currently is because she is indeed with child. Yes. <laughs> and we are so looking forward to that little girl being born. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about connecting to God as a naturist. So a naturist simplified in one sentence would say, let me love God in his creation. Uh, so Lauren... This is one of the ways that you connect with God. When did you first discover that this was a way that you could connect with him? Um, I discovered this when I was in uni. I had this mentor, like a spiritual mentor, um, and she had encouraged me to try this thing she called uh, like solitary time with the Lord, where you just sit in quiet and try to listen to what the Lord is saying to you. And I tried it for the week and was just having a really hard time doing it. I was getting mm-hmm. distracted or feeling like, oh, I can't hear him. And she brought up, she was like, you know what? Like you spend so much time outside. Like you really love being outside. You should try going to your campus arboretum and doing your solitary time there and just see if being in the nature really helps you to connect and to listen. And so I was like, okay. So I went out and I tried it. And she was actually so right. It was so much easier for me to hear the Lord when I was in more of a natural environment than when I was sitting in my flat or sitting in the library. Like I just would get so distracted or felt like, I don't know, anxious in those settings. Whereas when I was in nature, I was a lot more at peace and was able to just listen a lot better to what he wanted to say to me. Yeah. And it sounds silly to some people. Because it's like, oh, you have to go outside to connect with God. It's like, well, no, not not all the time. Right. <laughs> but there is something about being, you know, in a man-made building in comparison to looking at a mountain. And what else is amazing is the Bible in many instance, instances is actually supposed to be read outdoors. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of references within the Bible uh, to the outdoors for instance, if you if you are reading about a river, uh, it can seem, you know, just like, oh, a nice, relaxing river. That's great. But you miss the the entire context of the verse of the power that's behind this fast flowing river, unless you're sitting next to it and hearing it and seeing it and feeling the power that it has. There's just so much to the Bible that when you read it outdoors and the examples it gives, it brings in a whole new meaning to what the verse says. And then you also have Jesus who oftentimes taught outdoors. And then he would reference things that were around him, like the birds or the rocks or farming. He was always, 
having some sort of outdoor metaphor for the people who lived outdoors back then. One great example in the Bible is when Abraham steps outside and the Lord says, look up at the stars. Uh, And then he has that promise for him of your offspring are going to be outnumbering all of these stars. Uh, And what's fun is I was actually outside a couple of nights ago camping in the middle of nowhere and I looked up and it was a clear night and there were so many stars in the sky and I just for a second was like, oh man, there's so many up there. But then the Lord spoke to me in that moment and said, the way that you're in awe of how many stars there are in the sky and how they were the same stars that Abraham saw is the same way that you should be in awe of my promises because his promises are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And no matter how many like numerous promises he makes, they're forever. They're everlasting. And it's small moments like that where you just catch a little glimpse of something he wants to say to you out in nature. Uh, and then Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. And I'll come back to that in a moment. But uh, Lauren, when you have been out in nature, has there been a time where the Lord has spoken something in particular uh, that gave you new knowledge on something, either in his word or something that he said to you before where being in nature brought this extra understanding for you? Yeah, a, a time that comes to mind is um, when Tiger and I were in a season of dating, trying to decide, are we going to pursue this in a marriage or should we, you know, stop dating? Um, we had a lot of conversations about it. And then he and I went on a hike together. Um, we really love going on hikes and being outdoors. And when we were on the hike, Tiger was like, I really feel like the Lord is telling me that I am in love with you. And he had never said that to me before. And we'd Mm. been together for maybe like nine months at that time. And I also felt really heavily the presence of the Holy Spirit out on that hike. And I was like, you know, I had already said I love you because I'm a very emotional person and I'm very like communicative with my emotions. So I had been saying I love you for like three months and not hearing it back. So (laughs) hearing it. I think I just felt the Holy Spirit like really confirm in my heart, like this is the man that I want you to marry. Mm. And this is the man that, you know, I want you to build my kingdom with as a married couple. And it was just like such a beautiful moment to like not only have that with Tiger, but I think more importantly, have that peace in my heart that the Lord had made it so clear that this was the man he had in store for me. Yeah. Um, and that we were going to have a God honoring and, you know, God kingdom building marriage. So that I think is one time when really it was something I had been praying about for a while. And that peace and that calmness really came through being out in nature on that hike together and having the Holy Spirit kind of speak over both of us, I think, during that time. Yeah, that's such a a cool story, not only because it was the Holy Spirit speaking to you, but it was because he was speaking to both of you. Because I don't know if Tiger connects through nature. Does he? Yeah, okay. I think both of us are similar in that. That's that's what's so cool about it is you both went out 
in a way that you connected with God and you both heard a similar thing. That's so cool. Especially when, like you said, that was kind of the beginning of the finalization of that relationship of like, this is the thing that God has for me. And then him speaking to both of you, speaking something that's going to last a lifetime mm -hmm. is always an extremely special moment. So that's, that's really cool. Uh, going back to the heavens declare the glory of God. Um, I love this story. There was a man named John Glenn and he was an American astronaut. And on one of his returns to space, he said he was immediately overwhelmed with the presence of God looking out into space. And he said to look out at this kind of creation and not believe in God is to me impossible. And I've never been to space, but I'm sure it's really cool. Uh, but there's been a bunch of these scenarios. Another astronaut is Brian O'Connor. And he said, enhanced faith is pretty common for astronauts. I can tell you, I felt a sense of awe out there looking at the earth that I never had before. So nature and, and the creation of God is this beautiful thing that always points back to him. And I'm really careful with this because I think there's some people who can become so fixated on creation and the beauty of it and the majesty of it that they start to worship the creation rather than the creator. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Satan can so easily manipulate because he he hasn't created anything new, Satan. He can only take what God has created and twist it into something that it was never meant to be. And so when you see people who look at creation and they're like, oh, this tree, this tree has a soul, it has a spirit and it has a voice. Oh, I love this tree and we need to take care of this thing. It's like, yeah, we do. We need to steward that beautiful thing that God created. But you're you're so right and so wrong at the same time it's like let's let's worship the tree and dance around it and the the tree spirits it's like no 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 the, the tree does not have a spirit but in a way they're right because they know that there's something special about it and i want to i want to go to romans 1 because paul actually writes about this and he says because that which is known about God is evident within them, talking about people in their own consciousness, for God made it evident to them, for ever since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through his workmanship, all his creation, the wonderful things that he has made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in him are without excuse and without defense. For even though they knew God as a creator, they did not honor him as a God, or they did not honor him as God, or give him thanks for his wonderful creation. And Martin Luther said that to, to view nature, we view it through the eye of faith and that all things when we view it that way reflect 
back that Jesus is Lord and he's the center of everything. But for us to view it through faith like that, we have to see ourselves as a marvel of creation because we are. Um, in your life, when would you say that you became aware of the creation of God? Like in a sense of this isn't just science. This isn't just something that came into being by some mysterious electrical force. This is the creation of God. And I know it was his creation. You know, that's such a tricky question. I feel like it's kind of twofold. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a biology teacher at first secondary school. And so um, one of the things that I learned in uni that I thought was fascinating was the guy who mapped the human genome actually ended up giving his life to Christ because mm -hmm. he said, there's no way that something this complicated came about by just chance. There had to have been a creator to have created this. And so when I, I had already become a Christian, but when I heard that in uni, I was like, wow, like even my professors who aren't believers are sharing this knowledge and sharing this information. And I was like, that is just an incredible testimony to the kingdom. Um, and I know, you know, that's not necessarily nature, but I think when I think of creation, obviously I think we're a big part of that. And so thinking about, yeah, just the complexity of the human genome and how mm -hmm. like I studied cellular and molecular biology in uni and just seeing like all the incredible detail within our cells and the way that they work and their capabilities. It's like, there's no way that there's not a God. So I think that's part of it. And then I think the other like maybe bigger moments of like realizing like there's like this is this is just has to be created by a creator is there's this beautiful place in california called big sur if you ever get the chance i highly recommend that you go but there it's like mind-blowing because it's this incredible like wooded forest mountain range on a beach somehow and so you're like one minute hiking through this like woodland forest like surrounded by all these like rocks and rivers and things and then all of a sudden you pop out and you're on this nice sunny beach and it's just like this is crazy like mm -hmm. i've never seen anything so beautiful before and and it just i when i was you know exploring i just thought like wow it's so cool that god created this beauty just to bring me joy yeah. like and and to help me experience the awe of his power and I think that's probably another time where I was really like, wow, like if like that song, if creation still obeys you, so will I, mm -hmm. really is just what was ringing through my mind of like, you have created such this beautiful ecosystem and this beautiful surroundings. And, and there's no way that those things can just form, that they could just happen. And so it's like, there has to be a creator to make something like this because what what purpose would it be for it to be so in addition to it being like a flawless ecosystem where everything is in balance yeah what purpose would there also be for it to be so beautiful and for yeah. it to be so like fun for us and so i'm thinking there has to be a god who created this for us to enjoy to experience his presence because there there would be no logical 
like scientific explanation for that for yeah. it to be so beautiful in addition to functioning so well yeah that that's always the thing for me is like when science actually when you dig into it continues to prove the existence of god i completely agree and the the people who are you know heading up these big science things there's an agenda out there to get people to believe that there is no god there's no spiritual realm there is no nothing but what they don't report on is all of the scientists who as they study convert to christianity because they see things in the bible they see things in their studies in their hypothesis that are true mm -hmm. and linked back to the bible and then they they're just like i have no choice but to believe that this is the truth because i'm seeing it right now and another thing that this always cracks me up but when people are like how could how can you prove that there's a god like what what's your evidence i'm like dude food <laughs> legitimately if you believe in evolution if you believe in that nonsense you have to think about it if you're gonna stick with your theory of millions and billions of years why would we have so much variety why would that happen and to believe in evolution you also have to accept racism. You have to, because if it's survival of the fittest, then you also have to bring in that ideology of one race, one type of people is better than the other. But when there's a creator who created everyone equally, suddenly that goes out the window. Everyone is a creation of God. Everyone's a son and daughter. One of my favorite things that I've listened to. I've, I've talked about it with you before, but string theory, it's the idea of when you break molecules and atoms down to the smallest thing that it's comprised of, it's everything is comprised of sound. And they describe it, the scientists who are studying it as a theory, is that it's a small string that's vibrating at a certain frequency. And that frequency is what makes that string attract to another thing of the same frequency, which is how we get elements like iron and stuff like that. But as they were studying it, the thing that cracked me up, one of the guys that was studying it referred to it as the universe is just one gigantic orchestra. And he was reading in the Bible about how creation worships God. And then Jesus says, if, if you won't, this rock will. And this scientist had a machine that read frequencies and he was hooking it up to different things like flowers, rocks, and they all had these different frequencies. But when you play it as a sound that all these things sing, the sound is an actual singing sound. But then when you break it down even further, how did God create the universe? You can answer. <laughs> you know, I am very excited to get to heaven to talk to him to learn more about that. But I mean, in in my personal understanding, like the Lord is the only one powerful enough to have created the universe. Mm -hmm. This idea of the Big Bang, like to me, scientifically has so many holes yeah. to where it's like even the scientists don't really know how to explain it. And so... To me, 
it would make a lot more sense that there's a God who has the power to create the universe, to form the earth, the planets, our solar system in perfect harmony, it, like perfectly distanced from the sun yeah. for us to get the the light and the heat that we need, but not being too close that we explode. Um, but as far as like the intricate details of him putting the universe together, I am very much looking forward to getting to heaven and getting to learn more about that from him and just yeah. kind of seeing like, how did you do this? Because I am so fascinated with science and scientific things. I think it'll be really fun to learn some of that stuff more in depth. What would you say? I'm curious. Well, I mean, biblically he spoke and he said, this be that be. So going back to the string theory thing, where everything is made up of sound. If he spoke it into existence, then that string, that, that sound frequency would mean that everything in this universe is comprised of the voice of God, mm. which is insane to think about. And again, this is just theory. I don't know if that's what God did, but there's also a verse in the Bible that says, if the Lord speaks, the universe will unravel. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes me think everything that we see, all the molecules, everything is literally his voice becoming matter. And if he says the word, it all dissolves, it all goes away. And then with gravity too, because gravity is still just a theory. If gravity, the thing that is holding everything together is comprised of his voice. Like his voice is the thing that holds your body together, that keeps you grounded on the earth. Like that's a whole other layer of wow. You know, yeah. he could just say like, uh, I don't feel like gravity today. And then, <laughs> and then everything just falls apart. The universe is just in ruins when you think about it and you just have the wonder of like, man, like how did he do it? And then knowing some of the small ways that that things just work together and how they line up with like biblical knowledge and then scientific knowledge. It's just crazy. And then going back to Martin Luther, he called creation the mask of God, which is something that is so beautiful because a mask partially conceals the mystery of God, but it lets you know that there's something behind the mask. Mm -hmm. So when you connect through nature, take us through how you do it. Like what does an encounter with God in nature look like for you? It's funny. I was actually just on Saturday talking to your wife about how I feel like Glaswegians must think I'm crazy because I have like resting smile face walking around town. Um, like most people just walk around with like a solemn face, but I walk around with like a smile on my face, just feeling joyful. And as I was kind of thinking about it, I, I think I have resting smile face outside because I just, even though we're in the city and you know, it's not quite the same as maybe being in the mountains, just even feeling like the cold wind on my face or the mm. like sun coming through, like I'm filled with the joy of the spirit. And the word even describes the Holy Spirit as wind. 
So a lot of times when I feel like a strong wind, I can feel a connection to the Holy Spirit and I'm reminded of the Spirit's power. And so just in my daily life, I go outside every day. And so when I'm outside, it's just such a great time for me to be praying and talking to God while I'm walking around. And I'm just filled with so much joy because I'm spending time with my Heavenly Father. And that's why I have this smile on my face walking around town. But I'm sure Glaswegians are like, why are you smiling? <laughs> I even had a friend who's um, Scottish. He was like, oh, I can tell you're American because of the joy in your eyes. And I thought that was so funny. Like, that's what? also so sad. <laughs> I know. And I, was, I and, can tell you're not from around here because you're happy. <laughs> I know. And I was like, well, the joy in my eyes doesn't come from being American because there's a lot of Americans without joy in their eyes. Oh, yeah. The joy in my eyes comes from being a daughter of Christ and comes from my relationship with the Lord. And so I think just in my daily life, that's how I experience God through nature is just walking around town and walking around the city because... I don't have a car, so I don't always have like a very easy access to maybe more of what we would normally consider nature, like being in, you know, at a lake or a river or in the mountains. Um, but when I do have the time to go and go for a hike or explore more of the beautiful things outside of the city, because there's so much beautiful nature here in Scotland um, outside of the city. Yeah. Um, I really do try to be intentional in my hikes of like number one i think acknowledging the the beauty and the splendor of the earth that god has created so i'll walk around and i'll be like wow look at this flower like thank you lord for this flower it's so beautiful it's so nice and you know even when i'm like out of breath on a hike i'm like thank you that my body can even do this and yeah. get up this hill and it's just really a time of i think gratitude and I don't talk a lot when I'm hiking because I'm out of breath and exercising. Um, so it's just more time for me to be in prayer with the Lord in my mind and just like listening to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit has to say to me. And so when I do get those opportunities to be more in nature, it is just so restful. Or if I'm at the ocean, I love the ocean because I love the power of the waves I love the sounds of the ocean, the smells. And I feel like it's just such a good reminder of like the vastness of God. And like, I think it just reminds me that there's so much about him that although I could spend the rest of my life learning about him, I'm never going to know everything Yeah, because he is beyond the ability of my human mind to comprehend. And so when I'm at the ocean, I'm just so reminded of that. Like, wow, you are so powerful and so great that like there's so much of you that like I get to try to learn while yeah. I'm here and that's a joy because I think it keeps the relationship so interesting and then also it's like and then it just makes me so excited to get to heaven not that I'm like rushing to die but like I'm so excited to like be in heaven praising the Lord and just getting to like have a deeper understanding of who he is and his love for me. And yeah, I think it just brings me a lot of like, wow, this is so cool. There's like so much about you that I can still learn. So those are kind of like more special trips. But on the day to day, because we live in the city, it's just more of like when I'm walking around using that time to pray, using that time to be thankful and really trying to be intentional about connecting with the Lord rather than just I don't know, walking and thinking about 
all the stressful things in my life, for example. <laughs> yeah. This is what I always say. There, there's profoundness and simplicity. You could walk past a tiny little flower, even in the city, you could just walk past a flower and it can seem insignificant and simple, but it's profound. Mm -hmm. The fact that that flower is able to grow in this city, reproduce, do all these different things. And, and when we lose the wonder of who God is, we can overlook things like that. Even just looking at a tree and thinking, this has been here in this spot longer than I've been alive, and it's going to outlive me. That's a crazy thought. Or the fact that no human being will ever see more than 1% of the earth. Mm -hmm. The oceans, like there's parts that we don't even see, we don't even know about. There's just so much to it. And we can become so fixated on our own daily lives that we completely forget to look at the thing God created as a reminder, not only of his majesty and his glory and his power, but also just how good he is to create so much with so much variety. Like I was saying about food, like I will literally tell people, that's how I know God is real. Have you had garlic bread? <laughs> Have you had a good steak? Like there's so much out there for us to enjoy. And he did it solely for the fact that he wanted us to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That's what's insane. And I'd like to, because the Lord reminded me of this scripture. I'm going to grab my Bible real quick. Okay, so this is Job chapter 38. This is when God speaks to Job and basically just lays it out. And he's like, yeah, you're Job. I'm God. And this, this entire chapter is just gold. So I'm just going to read it. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb, when I made clouds its garment, and thick darkness its swaddling band, and prescribed limits for it, and set bars and doors, and said, Thus far shall you come and no farther, and here shall your proud waves be stayed. Have you commanded the morning since your days began, and caused the dawn to know its place? I'll just pause right there. Literally, God is saying, can you command the sun to rise? And how many times do we get up in the morning and just like forget? Like, oh, God has given us another day. And what's crazy is when you look back at these other mythologies where they've had some explanation for the sun and the moon and everything, either being drawn by chariots or being chased by wolves. There's all these, you know, things that they came up with because this is what their everyday life was. They were like, look at that big flaming ball in the sky that gives us light. How does that work? Clearly there's some sort of God behind this thing. And of course they came up with their silly explanations, but us in our day and age, we just look at the sun and it's like, oh yeah, there's the sun. Cool. But this just 
puts you back in your place in a good way of like, have you commanded the sun to rise? Just, oh. And he continues on and he starts talking about things like, do you see the mountain goats give birth? All these different things. And it's just absolute insanity. When you read the full chapter, I encourage you all listening, go read chapter 38 of Job because it just kind of puts everything back into this perspective of, wow, God is this powerful being and he, he deserves worship. Not only does he deserve worship, if I don't do it, the earth will. Mm-hmm. That's what's insane. That actually makes me think of there's this worship song I love called My Redeemer by Nicole Mullen. And she sings about that verse, like who told the sun when to rise? Mm. Who told the ocean you can only come this far? And the chorus of that song is, I know my Redeemer lives. And it's because of the nature that she's experienced around her that she knows that her Redeemer lives. And so, yeah, also in addition to to, um, reading that chapter, if you're passionate about worship music or you connect to God to worship, would also highly recommend that song because I think it's a great way to connect with God through that lens of worship and yeah. nature. Nicole C. Mullen, <laughs> kicking it back to the late nineties, early two thousands. I know it's an it's a throwback, but it's an it's, it's an a good oldie one. but a goodie. Yeah, it's a really good song. There's a lot of songs out there that uh, are older, like nineties songs, but the lyrics are just absolutely fire yeah like the style is like oh, okay but the lyrics i can <laughs> I really like the appreciate them i mean there's a nostalgia bit for me uh but yeah there's some good ones from back then uh lastly as we wrap up what is your encouragement for people listening who think that they might connect to god through nature yeah my encouragement for you as like maybe a way to identify this is If you haven't taken the Connect with God quiz, make sure you take it because that will be helpful to identify if you connect with God through nature. And that's on our Instagram page. Um, But also, like like I had mentioned, a lot of the reasons why I knew I connected with God through nature was because I had always had a passion for being outside and being outdoors. And I had always had this desire to be outside. And so if if you do have that, kind of personality that's a good indicator that you probably this is the lord trying to draw you closer to him um and so another thing that i like to do um because i'm a biology i studied biology i teach biology um i would encourage you that when if you're a naturalist i know we can't always get out and go outside but you are learning about science I would assume all of you have to take some sort of science course. So when you're studying these things about nature in your classes, use that as an opportunity to thank God for his creation and use that as an opportunity to praise him. Like, wow, your creation is so incredible. Like whether you're learning about genetics or ecosystems or gravity or, you know, any of these things, God created all of this, all of these principles that scientists try to explain so when you're learning about them in school you know of course your teachers are just teaching you about the principles but you can then turn that into a time of worship for the lord yeah so that's one suggestion because i know not all of us have access to go physically be in nature and then my second suggestion is 
at some point in time, we are all outside during our day, I would hope, <laughs> you know, whether yeah. you are, you know, going to school or I don't know, like going to church or something like you're outside at some point in time. So don't miss out on that opportunity to connect with God. And you don't have to be in this beautiful setting. I think like both Pastor Matt and I mentioned, if you see like, you know, right now, all the leaves are changing and they're falling on the ground. That's an opportunity for you to be like, wow, like God is so cool that you have created trees to have their leaves change color and drop and do all the, you know, have this specific cycle throughout the year so that they can survive. Like, and, and use these opportunities as a chance to pray, to worship, you know, and really connect because it's, it's those small moments every day that lead to a more intimate relationship with God. It doesn't have to be these big things where you're, you know, at the ocean or on a hike. Of course, those are great and definitely a great opportunity. But just in your daily life, when you're outside, try to find one thing that you're like, wow, this is so cool. Or like Matt said, read your Bible outside or or even by a window. Like I have this nice big window in my flat and I love reading up there because I can see outside. I can open the window and feel the breeze. And so even as you're, you know, reading the word or listening to worship music, like don't be afraid to do that outside and and connect in a way that's better for you with the Lord. You don't have to do it in your room. You don't have to do it in your house. You can, you know, read scripture, worship, pray while you're outdoors. And you might find that you're a lot more in tune with the spirit when you're doing that. Yeah. I, I want to go back to what Paul wrote in Romans because you you kind of hit on it just now. But when you see something or you learn about something in nature, thank God for it honor him for it. When you see it and you realize it, give him the glory. Because Romans 1 verse 21, for even though they knew God as the creator, they did not honor him as God or give him thanks for his wondrous creation. So when you see something, give God thanks for it. It can be the little flower on the sidewalk that's that's making it, surviving, <laughs> you know? Thank him that we don't live in perpetual summer. Thank him that we have beautiful seasons where we have cycles of cold and warm and all these different things. And if you want just a simple way to do it, I do this when I wake up in the morning. I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. I acknowledge that he's with me. Put, a, put an alarm in your phone. Put a reminder in your phone that when you wake up, thank God for the sun rising. Something as simple as that. Just beginning your day with thanking him for his creation. So th- the last thing that I want us to do, let's just pray. And let's right now thank God for his creation. And let's also just pray for a hunger for those listening who feel like they connect in this way to go out and try it so i'm telling you just try it at least once you might be hearing some of the construction that's happening in the building today i need to get out of this building and go be in nature <laughs> listen to some birds instead of the power tools but i'll start us off and then lauren if you'd finish lord we thank you for this time we acknowledge that you are holy that you are a holy and powerful creator 
of everything. Lord, we thank you that you gave us this beautiful earth to live on, this beautiful creation that leads us back to you and points us back to Jesus and reflects you so beautifully, Lord. We pray over everyone listening that you would be with them throughout the day and that they would see things that, again, are a reflection of how good you are as our creator, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will continue to speak to everyone listening and that this would be an encouragement for them to find new ways to connect with you. Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful that you spoke the universe into existence. And I just pray that every youth who's ever felt like, you know, science and you conflict, that they would realize that you are the driving force behind all the scientific principles that are on earth and in the universe. And I just pray that you would make your wisdom and your um, understanding of how these things came to be known to each one of us. And I just pray that as the youth go out and try this, you know, hopefully this week or, you know, in the next few days to connect with you and to be bold, that you would be faithful to speak to them so clearly and that you would be faithful to help them to feel your presence as they engage in your nature. And I just pray that you would continue to make those little flowers or those little things just to bring us joy and to give us opportunity to give you praise because you deserve all the praise, all the honor, all the glory for everything and especially everything in creation. And so we're so thankful for that and we want to have more opportunities to worship you and to praise you. And I pray these things in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Lauren, thank you so much for being with us today. Everyone out there, we will catch you next time on the podcast. See you later. Bye.